You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our first guest today in the studio is Tom Willingham. He's president of the Hampton Group. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard live exclusively on Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. If you're listening to the show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. The show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Center Club, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs and executives leading middle market firms to improve your decision-making skills. Tom, it's great to have you in the studio. Thanks, Rick. Let's start simply by asking you, tell us a little bit about your background. Sure. Well, I was part of the flood of engineers that McDonnell Douglas brought out to California in the late 80s. Uh, I have an industrial engineering background, and industrial engineers are focused on the key resources of the business, the manpower, materials, machinery, and also the money. Mm -hmm. So because of that combination, I had some really unique opportunities. Uh, In in addition to starting off as an industrial engineer, I had an opportunity to work for a company as a controller, both controller and industrial engineer. I went back to night school at USC, got my gay Trojans, got my uh, MBA in finance and consulting, and then uh, ended up working with Deloitte and Touche in their management consulting practice before coming back into industry and pursuing some roles as a plant manager, VP operations, general manager. And while I was at one of those companies, uh, discovered we had a very dysfunctional management team, you know, like happens in, in many companies, and ended up bringing a group of consultants in to help us bring the team together. And the process that they taught us was really transformational. Mm. The, the process taught us how to clarify, align, and actually achieve our goals. And I was so excited by the results that I saw from the process that a few years later, when they took their process to the Internet and created a software-as-a-service tool, they asked if I wanted to join their new network as one of their consultants and said yes and, and ended up launching my firm at that okay. point. Okay, and that, that's the... That's how the Hampton Group got started? Yes. Okay. So let's talk about the Hampton Group. Can you share with our audience what services you provide in your firm? And also, what makes you different in the marketplace? Why do clients choose to work with you and your firm versus others who may offer something that they say is similar? Sure. Everything I do is about execution and establishing processes that help close the gap between where companies are targeting to perform and where they're actually performing. Okay. And that gap is, you know, huge opportunity costs for, for organizations. And so I end up focusing on three areas. The first is kind of building on the industrial engineering, lean manufacturing background and driving operational excellence. So applying those continuous improvement tools to improve the flow and delivery of value to the customers. The second is taking that process that I learned of mastering strategic execution and applying continuous improvement in that process to companies and helping them to actually execute that strategic plan. And the third is in in building the team, helping the team and the company to hire the right people, get them in the right job, and then creating an aligned leadership team. So what type of companies find your services valuable? As you're talking, I'm thinking manufacturing companies, no-brainer. 
We're we're really industry agnostic. Okay. We focus more on um, the CEO and those leaders that have the courage and commitment to make change that okay. recognize they want to get to that next level. Uh-huh. I've worked with hospitals, banks, service providers, manufacturers, and distributors. You know, obviously that's the core of my experience. But the types of tools and processes that we use apply across all industries. So, are you saying then that? service-oriented firms can benefit from lean training and lean tools? Certainly, in uh, delivering the value to their customers, taking the waste out of their processes, getting more efficient. You know, talking about um, helping companies with execution, that is the messy part of the business, isn't it? The strategic plan can be difficult to uncover and discover and agree on, and that's always a process, which sounds like you're very experienced in helping companies get to that realization of what their strategic vision is, but it's it's equally, if not more, challenging to then implement against that strategic plan. Oh, exactly. You know, companies in the next couple of months will start going through the process of creating their 2015 plan. And that typical process is going to be, you know, get some of the key management together. Let's go off-site. Let's start talking about how we did this year and what are our plans for next year. But unfortunately, the typical rollout that companies use is a town hall type rollout. They'll have some high-level lofty initiatives that they'll put on posters for the rest of the employees. But it won't be in language that really connects with the employees. So they end up with this gap. And this performance gap is actually larger than most CEOs and executives realize. And because it's so large, it really represents the largest opportunity cost mm-hmm. for companies to go after. Why, Tom, um, I'm speaking with Tom Willingham. He's president of the Hampton Group. Why do you think that is the case? Why do you think there's such a large gap between the executive level and the people that are going to implement the plan? Well, there's so much activity that goes on in companies that you know executives see, wow, I look around, my people are busy. We've got to be performing. We've got to be executing. However, there's not the right focus. And because employees are maybe working on what's fun and exciting to do instead of what really needs to get done, you end up with that gap. Mm. You know, we've we've found that there's two types of activities that go on in a business. One is the day-to-day firefight, that whirlwind of activity just to keep the lights on. And in manufacturing companies, you know, that's that's prevalent. You know, what are our daily shipments? You know, how are we doing on the month end? And then the second type of activity is, you know, what are the CEO's goals of quarter over quarter? How can we grow? How can we build? How can we improve the business? But unfortunately, when push comes to shove, when people get busy, you know, we're laughing too, what takes over? The day-to-day firefight just sucks people in, and they don't focus on that right activity. And so in order to improve, companies need a process that helps to integrate the two. You know, how can I integrate the day-to-day job responsibilities along with those longer-term strategic goals? And that's what your system will do for them? And that's what we do. We focus on closing that gap, establishing a process, and teaching the team, the entire organization, this process to integrate those two elements. It's interesting because in the previous life when I was in the corporate world, the at the time, this buzzword was accountability. We need more accountability yes. from the... And to me, it always seemed a, a, an imbalance because one would assume that you have good people who are trying to get done what they're supposed to get done at work most of the times. It isn't so much they're not accountable for the results. Sometimes, it, to me, it felt there wasn't clarity. Exactly. That alignment clarity, that establishes the engagement for the employees. And it's not that employees don't want to do a good job. You know, people are goal-seeking machines, and they want to do a great job, but they just don't have that clarity around what the expectations are. And that leads to waste. Exactly. Wasted effort, wasted whatever. 
it doesn't have to be a material process handling place that waste. It can be a thought process that has waste. Exactly. And that's what's been so fun with, with my background, uh, taking the industrial engineering and that process focus and applying it to the executive suite, to the leadership team and wow. saying, here's another process. Right. You know, wow, how can we improve this? Right. Do, do your clients allow you to tell them they have waste in the C-suite? <laughs> That's always a, um, a d- difficult area to approach, and it takes a lot of tact. But, um, you know, finding the right way to share the opportunities for improvement is, uh, is the key. And, and, you know, working with the CEO to discover opportunities for improvement. Mm-hmm. Because with the process that we use, um, the executives we work with see that it makes them a better leader. It makes them a better communicator. It makes them a better team builder. So by... You know, having the patience and learning that there's no quick fix, that right. I can't just flip a switch and suddenly, you know, the team will be performing, you know, on all six cylinders. Um, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time and patience, and they just have to have that courage to stick with it. And there's no permanent fix, right? It's it's always improvement. Continuous right. improvement right. is the key. That's always the key. challenging yourself and saying, how can I get better? Yeah, how it's, can a, I get better? It, it's, it's, a, it's a journey. It's not a destination, right? Because what I experienced when we try to improve the processes in our business is if you're not vigilant, they'll go back to the they'll, – they'll start to regress, maybe in a different direction, but they won't be as optimized as what you thought you had put in place. Yes, and that's one of the key roles that we play with our consulting is – you know, as we establish the process, we also are there as the guide. You know, it's like the mechanic with the tool. You could give me a $5,000 set of Craftsman tools, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to do a great job of repairing your car. You know, but <laughs> right. if you have the mechanic there, the guide to take you through that process and to provide that general accountability, you know, to establish that accountability factor to make sure that there's not the, the backsliding. Mm-hmm. That's one of the key services that we provide, too. Perfect. We're talking with Tom Willingham. He's president and founder of the Hampton Group. We're talking about his firm. We're talking about a lot of things that I think middle market companies could benefit from. Matter of fact, we're going to talk about how they can be kind of more professionally managed organizations through these adoption of these type of best practices. We'll be back right after these words from our sponsors. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, What happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Today's businesses are embracing voiceover IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. 
through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and Unified Communications Technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. Hey, did you know that over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me, and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's myself. 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Tom Willingham, president and founder of the Hampton Group, is our in-studio guest. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. In the last 30 days, you've downloaded over 16,000 shows, and we here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live on radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and various other business-oriented podcasting services, as well as hundreds of middle market companies' websites where our past guests have posted the radio show as a player. All right, Tom, before the break, I said I was going to ask you to tell us how you help middle market companies that need help transforming their organization into a more professionally managed organization. What, what do you mean by more professionally managed organization? Let's start there. Sure. For companies to really grow, you know, there's some key levels that they'll, they'll, some thresholds that they'll hit. You know, companies will grow to 10 million, and then they have that challenge getting to the 15 or 20 million level, or they'll hit 25 and struggle breaking through 30, because there's certain core processes that they need need to have in place, and um, often those basic planning and execution processes get overlooked. And what we do is help to establish those core processes. We're not in there becoming big brother and creating all these bureaucratic systems that are going to slow down um, an organization. We recognize that entrepreneurial middle market companies, there's a magic. You know, there's an excitement and a sense of urgency that they have, and they don't want to be bogged down by, by systems and processes. But right. you, you need some basics, right. you know, to be able to grow, or else uh, you just won't be able to replicate and uh, and really achieve where you want to. And so, what we do is just help to establish some core processes, whether it's um, like on the industrial engineering side, looking at. Um, efficiencies and productivity, driving waste out of your processes, 
talking with companies about value add, non-value add, and what are the, the wasted steps in their processes, and then applying that also to the execution aspect of, of the organization and looking at that performance gap that I talked about before right. and saying, how can we help you close that gap? Because it, it really is much larger than most CEOs and organizations realize. And if they can focus on that gap um, and close that, you know, that's a huge opportunity cost for them. It's amazing to me what a fresh set of eyes that walk the process with the proper training, experience, education, and background can find through asking questions, a simple question like, why do you do it that way? Exactly. And and execution happens at the individual level. And that's what's so key is, you know, when you look at, you know, take any sports analogy. If you look at, at basketball, you know, the picture in the paper, you know, there's Kobe taking the shot or driving down the court. Yes, you needed the whole team. But ultimately, it was that individual. Did they hit the shot? Did they make the play? Right. And if the people on the team, you know, the frontline employees don't have a clear process, if they don't have a clear idea of what's expected of them, how can you really expect them to perform uh, to the right level? I think a well-thought-out process actually helps empower the employee, not disempower the employee. Plus, it helps them make better quality decisions because you're giving them kind of context within which to make the decision versus sort of we invent it as we go, we do it different every time. You know, depending on my mood and the time of day and how you feel, I may or may not get the same response from you, and I'm dependent on a response from you. Exactly. And linking the individual employee into the bigger picture of the strategy and the initiatives of the right. organization. If you look at, for example, a, you know, a dishwasher at a restaurant, their job isn't just to clean the dishes. They're there to ensure a repeat customer experience. So if they're out busting the tables, you know, they should be out there engaging the folks in the restaurant, you know, talking with them, making sure that everything's fine. You know, I'm not just back there punching the clock and mm-hmm. going through the grind. You're part of this company. And when we work with employees to get them excited about what their primary job responsibilities are and what the goals of the organization are and how they're linked to them, it really does empower the employees and get them excited. So I'm talking with Tom Willingham. He's founder and president of the Hampton Group. You know, we, you kind of talk about the big three, strategy, process, and people. And I, I'm just taking them kind of in, a, in no certain order. But I, I, am, I guess I am putting that in order in a sense that, tell me if I'm wrong, implementing improvements on strategy and process is one set of challenges. Instituting improvements in a company that you're consulting with where you have to focus on the people and improvement of the people, that one seems to me to be a little more challenging. Yes. Change is hard for people. You know, if you think about, you know, we're here in Southern California and, hey, it'd be great to have that nice beach body, but, man, those Krispy Kreme donuts look oh really good. God, and you get that you get that struggle between the rational mind and the emotional mind. You know, right. I know that, um, you know, I want to look good and fit, but, man, that donut looks really good. And Especially that, when they're warm and they just come <laughs> off the conveyor belt and they go, oh, my God. And you have that same challenge in business where people know what they need to do and their rational mind is telling them, I need to work on these things, but I may be caught in that rut or I'm struggling with what the repercussions might be or I don't want to have to change. And because 
change is hard at an individual level and execution happens at the individual level, right. it's even more difficult to implement the change because you have to be very careful in how you shape the path, how you guide employees to change and break down that change into smaller increments so that people can buy in and get engaged. And with the process that we use, we help to do that. You know, okay. we shape the path, we give them direction, we give them clarity and help to level the playing field so that instead of having a manager that may be, you know, shifting the focus every 30, 60, 90 days, you know, here's a what we call a performance agreement that we've created at the beginning of the year. And with that, I know what my primary job responsibilities are. I know what my goals are. We have weightings for our goals. So we have that clarity, and we're not going to go more than 60 days without talking about wow. that. You mean we're not just going to wait a year and then review how you did? Because <laughs> oh, then the employee can come in with a stack of papers and say, boss, look what I did. And right. the boss is just shaking their head saying, that's not what I wanted. Right. You know? I also find for middle market companies, unlike larger corporations, the people element can be a very personal one because many times the leadership know every employee. They know the backstory. Many times it may be even a family business. So fixing the people aspect can take on a, a, a set of levels that you don't necessarily – emotional levels you don't have with process and strategy. And you have emotional levels with process and strategy too. Exactly. And, and when you have the small middle market family-owned business, you, know, you get into additional dynamics and you have to work through those and make sure that everybody's on the, on the same page. Right. Final question for you, Tom Willingham, president of the Hampton Group. Uh, I know you've learned a lot. It's clear to me you have a vast array of experiences that you can bring to bear for your clients. Have you – uh, developed a guiding principle, kind of an overarching philosophy on how you're leading and growing the Hampton Group? Sure. My key is that I'm focused on delivering real value to clients. I'm not as focused on actually growing or creating a large firm. As I look at the Hampton Group, you know, I don't have a goal of of being a certain size in, in three, five years. Okay. It's more on can I truly deliver lasting value to the clients? Because that's the key. Once a consultant leaves... If the process backslides, I didn't really add value to the organization. And as I've seen working with, with companies, there's so much time and effort that we spend on on planning and strategy, but not on execution. We're out of, t- we're out of energy. Many exactly. times you're right, you get to that point, oh, man, I'm so tired. Exactly. So yeah. I have to find a way that I can impart that long-term value for organizations. Okay. And one of the keys that we've learned over time is that Companies that are better at execution are better at strategic planning. But the opposite isn't true. Companies that are better at strategic planning are not necessarily better at execution. So that's why I focus on the execution aspect, because if you can get execution right, and Jim Collins in his book, uh, Good to Great, you know, recognized that what separated the good from great companies was really how they executed, and that's the key. So if we can focus on improving the execution, working with the individual employee, getting them focused, aligned, engaged in the organization strategy, that's going to generate those long-term improvements for the organization. So it sounds like your philosophy is more of a bottom-up approach. Exactly, exactly. Actually, we call it an end-centered process where um, you know we'll work on the strategic planning aspect with the leadership team, have them communicate that down and cascade that down to the organization, but then also have 
the front line take those initiatives and say, now what can we do? Okay. Because we know what we are capable of doing. We know there may be some better ideas, and let's filter that back up to the senior leadership team. Outstanding. So someone out there today may be listening to us live on octalkradio.net in the future as a podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or Spreaker, and they say, ah, I want to get in touch with this Tom Willingham. How do they find you on that? Sure. I'm an active networker on LinkedIn, and there's more information on my website. It's www thampton.com and then for those How do you spell Hampton Hampton H A M P T O N so the letter T and then H A M P T O N.com and then for those listeners that have closing their performance gap as a priority and really want to learn more they can call me at 562-673-9950 or email me at tom w at thampton.com and that's tom w at T-H-A-M-P-T-O-N dot com. Thank you, Tom. I've enjoyed this time. Thanks for being a friend of the program, and welcome to the Critical Mass community. Thank you very much, Rick, for the opportunity. It's my pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our second commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Todd Myers, CEO of Regenics, will be our guest in studio after these words from our sponsors. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 